A Gala Event by Ken Carlson. Now that summer is fading and scorching 85 degree afternoons are less frequent, it's time to revisit a wonderful autumn tradition, apple picking. No other activity brings out such warmth and camaraderie as this yearly reconnection with mother nature, except for fighting over parking spaces during snowstorms that were reserved with old lawn chairs. As always, I'll be joined by my loving partner, Gerald. Say hello, Gerald. Gerald, I know I'm just recounting this from my journal, but you can still say hello. Well, just raise your hand and wait. That wasn't Gerald's hand, and he wasn't waving. As lifelong Manhattanites, it's a challenge to find fun activities we can do as a couple that are affordable. That's one of the wonderful things about apple picking. You just go and do it without any fancy equipment or loyalty plans. Gerald is quick to remind me that we need to rent a car each time we go, made less convenient by rental agencies' hours that turn an afternoon jaunt into a three-day financial affair. Gerald insists on rentals. He isn't a fan of zip cars because they smell like other people, or Uber as their drivers may or may not recognize him. Both cause disappointment from his one-man show, Pontius Pirate at the 2000 Fringe Festival. Once we escape the bonds of our humble little hamlet, I embrace the wonder and fresh air of the countryside. I fill my lungs with its bounty, ready to run across hills, twirling and singing like Julie Andrews in The Sound of Music. Gerald is quick to point out that after 90 minutes of driving, he's car sick, and we've only reached a gas station in Yonkers. Perhaps Gerald is just jealous that I'm living my life better. Crossing the state line into Connecticut brings with it the feeling of being reborn. The anticipation builds as we approach the state sign, featuring a heartwarming welcome by its not-even-indicted-yet governor. Which Connecticut will it be today? Colonial Connecticut? Williams-Sonoma, Connecticut? Annie, Connecticut? Orphaned years ago by a hockey team that left her destitute, clutching her snow globe at a boxy sports arena strip mall, and singing a theme song that could only be tolerated by Southern New Englanders and game show enthusiasts, Brass Bonanza. This stretch of Connecticut's rural peacefulness feels undisturbed by human hands, as it's been over 10 minutes since we passed a Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, there is one of each. As we enter the Orchard parking lot, only three hours after setting out on our voyage, I can't help but be overwhelmed by emotion and positivity. We walk toward the PYO, that's pick your own section, and are handed plastic bags for collecting our red and green jewels. After being locked in for so long, I take a deep breath and can't recall the last time I felt so alive. Gerald remarks that this is a fantasy camp for day laborers and asks when we'll dress up like janitors in our building to mop around the dumpster out back. There are many people joining us in this excursion. We take a hayride, at a safe distance, from the parking lot to the orchard, just for a taste of suburban public transportation. You can tell the New Yorkers from the New Englanders because their small children are sporting t-shirts featuring bands that only their parents like. The variety of apples can be a bit overwhelming. Each row of trees is labeled with a different type. Cortland, Fuji, Macoon, Gala, indicative of the places they were first grown, a name given by the developer, or an original member of ABBA. I try to be selective and not rush into the fray. I want the apples I pick to be a reflection of me and my values. Gerald is breaking the rules by taking a bite out of as many as he can and throwing them to rot in the grass. I remind Gerald to use the time-honored system of choosing an apple with care and a gentle twist and pull motion. He makes his own twist and pull motion I find offensive. I ignore him and embrace the sights and smells, the tastes and autumn aromas. Our bags are full and our experience is over in 10 minutes. 
With our prizes in hand, it's time to appreciate more of the cornucopia of fun. There are animal petting stations with sheep and goats, alongside gallon jugs of hand sanitizer. There's a corn maze to abandon the less popular children. Pumpkins abound in all shapes and sizes, along with delicious seasonal treats. And a gift shop to commemorate the experience with apple products like essential oils, soaps, and candles. Gerald asks at the register where the apple bongs are kept, as we pay for our apples that cost $56.95. We close out our lovely day with a tranquil drive back into the city, along with all the other urban weekend adventure seekers. The traffic is abysmal. I try to focus on the foliage and revel that it matches my new flannel ensemble from L.L. Bean, but the stop and go of the Merritt Turnpike makes me carsick. We return home in darkness, lugging four teeming bags of fruit. As we prepare for bed, I tell Gerald about some of the recipes I have in mind. The cakes, pies, salads, and soups. A week later, he throws out the apples as they are rotten. 